Brem, so. <laughs> He's apologized. Not to us, but to himself. All right, you ready? Three, two. On today's show, that's right. Fire up the beacon. Matt Moore, Nick Gangster, we're here to talk about James Harden, the trade to the Clippers that finally happened. Talk about that and more on today's Locked on NBA. What? You are Locked on NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Joining me from Locked On Nuggets, the Action Network, and from Harry Potter Basketball on Twitter. What you got for me, Matt Moore? Uh, I got the need to sleep because we were recording this at uh, 2.27 your time, Central Time. You got a need. You called me. You called me for this. You're like, hey. Hey. You're like, I'm itching. Hey. No, I said that is an inaccurate representation of my reaction to the news that James Harden has been traded to the Los Angeles Clippers for what amounts to all of the like extra Everything. plumbing that you like the extra stuff that you find in your in your cabinets. Like, oh hey, I didn't know I had this HDMI cord. That's what got traded for James Harden. <laughs> I texted you and was like, I, I, I kind of think we need something for lockdown NBA. And you're like, Yeah, I think we do too. That's correct. And then, like we showed up. Like I answered the signal, sir. That's like, right. Like I came when I'm not the hero that that lockdown NBA needs, but I'm the one it deserves. I was laying there in bed. I'm not going to lie. No pants. I was ready to go to bed. I, I just got done talking to Darian Vaziri of Locked On Clippers. He is uh, not happy. I'll put it that way. And so we had a good conversation. He's going to have a good episode. I'm excited to see it on Locked On Clippers. So go check out Locked On Clippers. I know Josh Lloyd is up as well, but it's probably like, I don't know, midday for him in Australia over there. Locked On Fancy yeah, Basketball. probably fine. Let's talk about James Harden. He goes to the Los Angeles Clippers, according to Adrian Wojnowski, who just dropped this. Like, Harden traded to the Clippers and then... What was it? 20, 25 minutes. He just like sat there and we knew no, no <laughs> details. We knew nothing. We didn't know anybody that was coming back. And now we know Sixers are acquiring Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, Robert Covington, KJ Martin, multiple picks who we know are a Sixers 2028 unprotected first round pick, two second round picks, pick swap. And the Clippers are routing a 76ers, a future additional first round pick from a third team that we still don't know. It's, it's believed widely at least to the people I've talked to, and this has been reported on Twitter a little bit too, it's believed to be OKC to no surprise. That o okay. OKC, they, which... They've got them. I'm very excited that uh, somehow Sam Presti is going to wind up trading Russell Westbrook and James Harden <laughs> twice. <laughs> yeah, basically. So, going away with that. And then going to the Clippers, James Harden, PJ Tucker, and uh, Philip Petrusev, the center, going over to the Sixers on this. Matt Moore, your instant reaction to James Harden, now a Los Angeles Clipper. I mean, in typical meanness, I'm like, ooh, they got P.J. Tucker. Like, that was that was, <laughs> that was legit. Like, I was like, oh, they got Tucker. They can play small ball five now. Uh, look, I mean, this has been I'll, – I'll tell you what, what I've heard um, over the last couple of months, which is, you know, the Clippers postured pretty hard publicly. Like, oh, you know, we're not really interested. You know, we're, we're not going to do it right now. We're not, we're not going to really get involved in this. And every time that I asked, I was like, oh, so the Clippers aren't interested. I was like, no, that's not true. They're very interested because 
Kawhi Leonard and Paul George wanted this move. Like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George wanted the Clippers to trade for James Harden. Uh, Kawhi Leonard in particular has been after point guard help since he got to the Clippers. Mm. Like they very much wanted improvements and they have chased a number of guys. Like Reggie Jackson was basically like, okay, we can't get any like the big names, but Hey, like Reggie's PG's dude. So we could do that for a while. And it worked for a little bit. And then they ended up, you know, they had Russ last year, but obviously like Russ is not the same kind of guy that he used to be. And so now they go get James Harden. who They, also, they tried with way, Brogdon too. And then that trade fell through. They and- tried Brogdon. That trade fell through. Um, and really from the get go, I, I think there's probably communication between Harden and Kawhi and PG for everybody to kind of be on the same page. These guys are all of the same era, right? Like their absolute primes was essentially 2014 to 2018 like that was like the key prime of these guys and now they're a little bit past that but still think that they're at the top and those guys always want to team up um we have that in common me me and those players i will say the deal is like it's a lot if you look at the entirety of it it's interesting because i've seen the reaction on twitter and it's been like man clippers got fleeced why didn't they just do this deal a month ago and then i've seen people be like they didn't even get man. They didn't even get Terrence man in this deal. <laughs> untouchable and, Terrence man, untouchable Terrence man. And so there's like a wide variety of reactions. Um, I kind of think that if you're the Sixers, a lot of this is based off of you're trying to ride the wave, right? Okay. Tyrese Maxey looks like he's made a huge leap. Mm-hmm. Um, MB is still going to play at an MVP level. Um, we have the components of a really good team. We have supporting cast. And now you add like Nick Batum that can play. And Robert Covington that can play former process sixer, by the way, Robert Covington. Yeah, back. Um, you add that component. You do get the trade assets, so you get the you get the the pick assets. Um, so you I don't know if Marcus Morris is gonna stick or not. Congrats to the Clippers for finally getting somebody to bite on Marcus Morris after four years of trying to deal <laughs> him. Big, big win for them. Um, KJ Martin, underrated piece in this that I'm sure that. Uh, you and I's mutual friend Jackson Gatlin will have have thoughts on how he can fit with the Philadelphia 76ers. That's actually a pretty good get, right? Another young kind of mm-hmm. versatile forward. They add a lot of pieces here that theoretically add depth and versatility to the Sixers. So if you're just like, it's Maxi and Harden, and then we'll figure some stuff out to go with them. Losing Tucker, I think, matters quite a bit, but it does, I think, wind up. This is it, considering the corner the Sixers were backed into. This is like one that you can be like, okay, you got a lot of stuff for it. You didn't get a signature piece for trading James Harden, but you were never going to do that when he destroyed your leverage. You came out okay. The Clippers get to say, we didn't include Terrence Mann. We didn't include Bones Highland. All we did was we moved a pick, two seconds, a swap, and we got a third team for whatever it is they're going to give up in that deal. We don't know the details of that yet. In general... I think it's a pretty good deal for both sides right now. It's a, it's a good deal. Like in a vacuum, like if you look at it, but Mm -hmm. I, I still just, I'm looking at the photoshops right now, like on Twitter and watching them scroll by and seeing Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, like Matt, we are getting four man lineup data for those guys at some point during the season, probably after game one, they'll probably start together with Zubats. And I just can't get the thought out of my head that like, these guys have had so many trips to the playoffs that have just crumbled in so many different ways. How can it possibly work together? Thinking about all four of those guys. And then you think about, well, what are Clippers fans maybe complaining about with this? Well, we lost our, our wing depth and wing defense. 
Okay, well, that's what the, that's what the Sixers get maybe on, on that side. So you're thinking about that. And now the Clippers, they don't have a ton of depth and a bunch of guys that have been injured now are older and trying to figure out how that is. Plus, what was the Clippers' whole thing last year? Well, we didn't get enough time to play together. Well, guess what? Let's introduce a huge piece that likes to play one way and then all of a sudden the coach wants him to play a certain way and then he doesn't want to play. Doc Rivers, what, called him a challenge <laughs> to, to coach? Uh, so... I think that this is an experiment. They're going for it. They're obviously going all in. They're going all in with these LA, you know, like the native LA guys to try and figure out if this is going to be it. And I, I'm so curious to see how it goes. And I'm, I'm really, I'm not buying it. Like I'm not buying that. This is all right. We, we can go to the conference finals and win a title with this team. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's, it, the meme has been used all over the place, which is no, that never works. The people delude themselves and they think it's going to be successful but it just might work for us. Might like, for and that's, and I get that at the same time. Look, here's the, the, the rotation for the Clippers the other night um, in their win over the Spurs. Okay. Um, Robert Covington, swap him out for PJ Tucker. Okay. Kawhi Leonard, Vita Zubach, still there. Paul George, still there. Russell Westbrook gets subbed out for James Harden. Now Russ probably goes to the bench. If not, then that's going to get nasty. Uh, awesome. Bones Highland still there. Mason Plumley still there. Norman Powell still there. So your eight man lineup is nine man. Now, if you want you bump Russ there, you have a nine man lineup and they're all still there. Like they didn't, they didn't lose anybody that they, the guy that they lost that was starting was Covington, who they didn't play in the playoff series last oh. year for some reason, but they had PJ Tucker. Who's like Covington, but better. And so you're you're absolutely right in that this is all built on ifs and it's like yeah you, what, what are the chances that you get everybody healthy i think if you're the clippers i think part of this is it's been pretty clear from the beginning that they were like we got to figure out we got to make a run with this team like we have to make a run and we have to make a serious run and in part part of me wonders if this is a kind of a negotiation with Kawhi of we need more from you in the regular season. Like we need you to be available and playing. Mm-hmm. And Kawhi's probably like, make it to where I don't have to carry the team if I play for 60 games. And now he doesn't. He's got Russ, who is an innings eater for whatever purposes those are, <laughs> uh, and has played pretty well with the Clippers. He's got PG. He's got Harden. So now there's there should be an equal balance of all those guys to where they can find ways to figure this out. And based off of Harden's success with Chris Paul in the two years that they worked well together before Harden once once again threw him under the bus, um, <laughs> a, a coworker, you know, it worked out and it it worked pretty well. And there's always kind of and that kind of taught Harden, I think, that look, you you can always kind of figure it out. Great players will figure out how to play together. Um, and I don't know that Harden is necessarily it'll be interesting, right? Like if Harden comes in there and is like, yeah, we're gonna play Harden ball now. Well, that's going to get nasty in a hurry. That's going to fall apart and it's going to melt into a million pieces. But if instead he's like, no, no, no. Like I came here because I don't want to be the guy anymore because I tried to do it. I had to be that guy for Joel Embiid in the playoffs and it was a disaster. So I'm going to hitch my wagon to Kawhi. And if Kawhi's like, you handle the regular season, I'll handle the playoffs. Isn't that kind of a perfect balance between what Harden does and what Kawhi does? Oh, you may not have talked me into it, but you got you got me dang close there, Matt Moore, on on the whole talking me into the Clippers thing. I've got to see it. I got to see it work. I got to see what kind of actions they run with those guys. Does your whole you you really glossed over the well? If Russell Westbrook goes to the bench, then that'll be fine, and they'll they'll figure that out. But we'll see. We'll see if that's fine and figure that out. Coming up, 
I want to talk about the Sixers side of this. Is Joel Embiid next? Does this signal that the clip, the, the Sixers have to make some moves? Are they just rolling over with the, what they got? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. Matt Moore, big fan of FanDuel. Lots of stuff with FanDuel. You can check out all the time, all their odds and lines and props and all kinds of stuff. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line. Tyrese bet. Maxi most improved. That's a, that's like a layup right now. You, you can get that right now. Uh, what are the odds on that one right now? Awards. It's plus 300. I was going to say, you probably know it off the top of your head on this one. Most improved back. player. They Oh, he's plus 200 right now. Yeah. On Mo- FanDuel. Moving fast. So it's go, that's going down. So you can go check that out. The next closest is Cade Cunningham at plus 1,300. Uh, Scotty Barnes plus 1,300 as well. So Tyrese Maxey's running away with this three games into this, three games into the season. FanDuel.com slash Lockdown. You can make your your win. That If you put $5 down, you can get 150 in uh, bonus bets. If your team wins, you can make that Tyrese Maxey, I guess. So FanDuel.com slash Lockdown. Kick off the NBA, NFL season, all that with FanDuel. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown NBA, making us part of your day, making us your first listen if you're listening to this early in the morning. Uh, you can go listen to the episode earlier today with Tony East and with David Ramil. Appreciate, about the, the appreciate NBA. Tony filling in for me on the yeah, night I was, gonna, I was supposed to take off tonight. Appreciate say, that, Tony East. Tony, Tony filled in for you, and then you showed up to work anyway. <laughs> Yep, that's that's how committed I am. So you can check that out. You can also check out any of our Lockdown shows. Click the link in the description and you'll find the Lockdown show that covers your team every day, including Lockdown Clippers, Lockdown Sixers with Keith Pompey. I'm sure he'll have some stuff. He's got some hardened stories that I've heard that are that are just fabulous. And I'm, I hope he shares some of them on the show today. All right, Matt, the Sixers side of this, they get stuff. We talked about some of the stuff that they get. Now they have a bunch of pieces that they have to try and figure out around Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey. There's been... I don't know, smoke, embers, something with James, with Joel Embiid maybe wanting out, maybe wanting to, to go to the Knicks, maybe wanting to go somewhere else. You made a face at me when I teased earlier. Is, is Joel Embiid next? You're not buying that Joel Embiid is, is the next one to be moved for the Sixers, and it's, it's a we're going to retool now. This doesn't look like it on the surface. I'll say that. Like, maybe I'm wrong. And they just took on as much salary as they can so they can dump it, right? Like maybe like that's one way to kind of read this is like they took on Cove and they took on Batum and they took on Morris because they're like, yeah, because dumpable salary. That's why we took those pieces because they weren't going to give us man and we weren't going to get bones. And so if we couldn't get a young player, we took on as much salary dump as we possibly could to one, it's required to, to fill in a hardened salary. And two, we could just dump it and start over. So that's possible. But instead, like a lot of what this reads like is no, like they 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 locked up on long term, flexible veteran depth for them to be able to do it. Now, look, I will say, and I, I've been talking about this for almost a year now, that everybody in the in the league has had their has had a side eye on the situation regarding Joel. That mm-hmm. like even before his comments this summer where he was like, whether it's in Philadelphia or somewhere else, like there had already been kind of noises of like, Hey, keep an eye on, on, on Joel, because there's kind of just this idea that he might be reaching a point in his career where he's starting to think about other situations. Now that may have just been with the frustration with everything going on and all the instability and like the, the whole the general hit, there have literally been books written about this era of Sixers basketball that you can go read. Um, but if we look so at I this, I think now, I have one, the, the Jake Fisher built to lose. Yeah, one. I think I have that yeah, one on my yeah, shelf. So <laughs> there are, 
ways in which this could happen. And if look, if Embiid looks at this and goes, you got me Batum, Covington, and Kenyon Martin's son. <laughs> that's 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 what we got here. And you know, Maury's probably responsible. Be like, well, look, I I have the picks now. I can then send those out and get and try and get us another guy before the deadline, right? And that's probably how what the Sixers' pursuit will be is like, yeah. let's try and and maneuver to upgrade the team again, because um, that's a very Daryl Morey thing to do. Is like, yeah, I took a loss on this trade, but I got the stuff that I needed to then move back into pole position by pivoting again. Morey's very good at pivoting. He's just always been very good at. Okay, we'll go two steps back in order to go three steps forward. Um, Do you think it has to be a trade that happens in in this in the season, like at the trade deadline? Because yes. this team, like they have no salaries outside of Embiid. Right. They have uh, Tyrese Maxey's restricted free agent. Paul Reed's got a non guaranteed, and then Jaden Springer's got his his rookie deal that's that's kind of non guaranteed. So, like, it has to be this year. I think so. I think that if they don't. I think if they don't make a significant run, if he doesn't make a conference finals, I think you're going to start. I, I think we're going to deal with the summer of are the Knicks trading for Joel Embiid. And like, look, the second that Joel indicates that he wants out, the Knicks will be just absolutely <laughs> pounding on the Sixers door being like, ah, RJ Barrett, Evan Fournier's expiring contracts. Every pick we've got. They're real. Um, These picks are real this time. <laughs> You know, and and Miami will will also be pounding on the door, being like, ah, a deal the Portland didn't want yeah, for want a to, lesser you player. Want to hmm? slightly use Tyler Hero? We never shopped. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, <laughs> um, look, the options are not going to be great if that happens. But I, I will say that I do think there uh, the signal to me in this trade is very much one of not pivoting to the future, not pivoting to a rebuild because they also didn't clear out anything else. And you mentioned oh. like, there's not much to clear out, right? Yeah. It's just these guys. Um, I, the sense very much seems like the Sixers think they got a squad, right? They're, they're playing pretty well to start the season. The vibes have been good, despite the Harden situation overhanging everything. And in part, I think that the, their start to the season is what's emboldened them to be like, we got enough. Like we're, we don't have to get return or upgrade on Harden. You know, we, we just need, enough stuff to get us through. And the hope is that Covington, Batum, Morris, KJ Morton, that some combination of those players provide you with, with depth that helps. And then you turn maybe some of those, those guys plus the picks that you get in this deal, you turn those around and you're able to acquire what the next disgruntled star is <laughs> in order to try. Maybe they just straight back. Ben the world maybe that's the move. Maybe they just straight back. From <laughs> Just go backwards. Just, You're talking about Darren Morey taking steps backwards to take forward. Like, all right, we're going all the way back. Getting all the way back. We're just going to undo it all. He's setting good screens. To your point, though, th to go back to, like, the Clippers' point of, like, who who do they move? From the guys that they had been starting, they've been starting Embiid, Tobias Harris, Maxie, Melton, and Tucker. You take out Tucker and you add Nick Patum, Robert Covington, you know, pick which one you want. And then now, now you get another one of those on the bench and – you know, maybe, and then re removing James Harden is probably addition by subtraction with the vibes category. That's probably going to help them move forward a little bit. And then all of a sudden you don't have that cloud hanging over your head. Nobody in the media is asking you about it every day. Like maybe that is how they take a step forward. I still don't see that team contending with, with Milwaukee or Boston. And so if you're, if you're saying they've got to make a conference finals, then okay, then they've got to make that trade. Now they've got to make that trade this season. Cause they're not contending with those teams right now. Right. 
I don't, it would be very surprising me if they get through this season. And I mean, that's going to be Maury's case, right? He's like, if he can't find the deal, if that star doesn't come available, you know, because quite honestly, the star that's always available at the deadline is James Harden. So you can't, that was off the table. And so, you know, there's only, there are only so many stars and like, you know, Beal's gotten moved, et cetera. If there's not another deal that Maury can pull off, Maury will probably be like, well, look, look, you know, I got, I, I got stuck with the Harden situation. We've talked about that. We've dealt with that. I have all these pieces. We're going to go into the off season. We're going to extend Tyrese and we'll get you another star and we'll go, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll work on it there. And maybe that happens, but it, it just feels very much like there's a lot of pressure to make a run now. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this is why I think the deal is interesting is there's two ways of reading this, which is they got veteran players like Robert Covington and Nick Batum that are versatile forwards that can play multiple positions and defend in the playoffs. Yeah. They also got Nick Batum and Robert Covington aging players on contracts that are extremely easy to dump. And so like, this is razor's edge. And it also kind of makes sense that if Maury can't get Terrence Mann or bones Highland, that this would be the deal that he opts for. Why? Cause mm-hmm. it gives him options. He's got, he it's like, mm, Hey, you know what? Covington's playing pretty well next to Embiid. Or it's like, okay, we got to rebuild. It's time to to move all these guys. I'm going to do a bit from my other show, Locked on Mavs. Um, one more thing. Next time, don't wait till it's three seconds left to talk. This is a, another trade where a team goes all in on offense. James Harden, Westbrook, Paul George. Paul George, Kawhi yeah. Leonard still defensive guys, but you know, all, you're going all in on offense really there. The Suns made a deal that was all in on offense there. Is this a trend we're we're seeing in the league now? The the Bucks made a move all in on offense, moving from Drew Holiday to Damian Lillard. Everybody just like let's just get the most high powered offenses we can to try and hang with Denver, hang with whoever else is going to be there. No one's really pivoting to defense. Who's going to pivot to defense? Basically, um, the Cavs, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like I don't know what team is is going to wind up uh, pivoting to defense. I think the key here, though, I think is. Um, one thing the Clippers did do in this deal, which look, I'm not optimistic about a lineup that features James Harden and Russell Westbrook defensively. That Again. doesn't, although look, R- Russ to his credit played pretty well defensively in the playoffs. He did. He's kind of come full circle where like he started his career as like, Hey, Russ is a pretty good defender. And then he was, he was became Russ. And it was like, Oh, Russ does not care about defense at all anymore. Oh, Russ can't do defense anymore. And now we're right back to like, he, oh, Russ he's is leading so the league in deflections. And, yeah, like <laughs> Russ is so old and veteran that now it's like he's not bad at defense. And again, um, and Kawhi, there's also kind of this idea always that Kawhi is still 2014 Kawhi and yeah. he's not. Like that's just not who he is anymore. But I'll also say this: you 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 can't really look at the playoffs last year and be like, well, deep you know defense wins championships, and that's why the Denver Nuggets <laughs> are your NBA champ. Like. You know, and you look at the Western Conference and it's like, who are your threats? And it's okay, the Warriors can defend. That's that one's fair. Like the Warriors. As long as Draymond's playing, if they as long as Draymond's playing, uh, the Warriors can defend. Um the Maverick. Wow, I can't believe that just came out of your mouth. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Like, you know, that's a team that sure attempts to play defense. Derek Lively. Um, But but my point here is actually Yeah, my my point here more is like 
offensive floor is now more important than ever. Like you better yeah. be able to score. Cause that's what happened to Miami in the finals is like Miami shoots 45% and finds themselves in a miracle finals run. And then they get to the finals and they play great defense and they bust their backsides so hard. They give so much great effort to slow down Denver and Denver's like, Oh, good job. You, you dragged us down to a one ten. How much energy do you have left? And the heater just like, Bleh. like throwing up the most pathetic shots imaginable. Cause they're out of gas. And the, the Clippers won't be that way. They have enough offensive firepower to get there. I'm presenting a very positive look on all this because, and this is very odd that I'm the positive one on this pod and you're the negative one. This is not our identities in general. Literally, the like, clothing we're wearing does not match that either. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Nixon, for those of you on listening, like Nixon, like a nice, like, a nice, like pink, sh- pink t shirt, like smiling, great hair. And like, I'm the grizzled dude that was at that ball <laughs> arena. Waiting on Nikola Jokic, been doing this for 15 years. I feel like I should have a cigarette hanging out of my mouth. But in the, the rain, point, like outside. Yeah, the point is um, that their most likely outcome for the Clippers is definitely, oh, yeah, no, they had, who who saw this coming that PG's hurt and Kawhi's questionable yeah. and Harden's, Harden's inefficient. Mad. And, you know, Harden and, and Russ combined to shoot four of 25 <laughs> in a elimination game five. Like, that's the most likely outcome. But if you're the Clippers and you're trying to make this work and your star players in particular say, this is what we want. And you only had to give up the package that they did. Honestly, I get making that move. It's a risk. They're taking it. They're going for it. They're going all in with this trade. We'll see what happens with this Clippers team. Hey, they, they, it, it, I think it's worth it to go all in it for them. I don't know if this is the right player to go all in for, but that's the one that was available. So they went all in. They're going for it. Go listen to Locked On Clippers. Darian's got some takes on this trade as well. He's, he has, feels very strongly about it. Go check it out. Guys, thanks for listening to Locked On NBA.